Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. Gorgeous. You are right. You are right. Well, listen, I believe we're live here on Facebook. I want to go ahead and tell my audience about my beautiful, dear friend, Juliet Kanya, that I've been privileged to know for a few years. And uh, really, Juliet, you and I got to be uh, friends over the last, I'd say, two years, three years. We just got to know each other personally. And I just want to say what a delight you are to me and how much I appreciate your friendship and just who you are. Uh, Juliet, for those of you who don't know, has been here in Kansas City since like 2002 with her husband, Randy, Mm -hmm. and uh, family. And she's involved at Forerunner Church over at IHOP KC in several ways. She is a district pastor. In fact, she was my district pastor when I was there on the ground. I still have a small group operating under that banner there at the church. But she... uh, is one that I've just marveled at as I've watched her go in and out of different places in the church where she serves and just serves leaders so beautifully, just uh, washes their feet, goes the extra mile to appreciate and, and equip leaders. So thank you so much for who you are, Juliet. You're also the leader of the women's ministry. And so what do you do in your spare time? I've been meaning to ask you that. <laughs> I spend a lot of time asking God for help and grace. <laughs> and I have I have a granddaughter and uh, my daughter's pregnant with ch- grandchild number two. Oh, so congratulations. That, that's the joy of my life for sure. It's very therapeutic to spend time. With that's exciting. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Well, thanks for making some time today to uh, chat a little bit about something. I know it's a subject very dear to your heart. And I watched you put this together. There's actually a book that's just come out called Life Lessons in Transformation and Rest. And here's my very own copy, signed, sealed, and delivered by my lovely friend, Juliet. There's my own little note. And um, I watched you, Juliet, kind of put this thing together. And uh, I marveled at how you just rallied people to jump into the process and read along with you, kind of look over your shoulder as you were putting it together. And I know several of the topics caught my eye, but let's talk just about the, why did you write a book on transformation and rest? And heaven knows if our world ever needed a book on this subject, it is right now, but you've been on this a while. So what led you to pursue this topic in the first place? Well, I started sending out blogs in 2010, and so it just was a process of realizing, wow, I think it would be good to actually turn this into a book, and I think you, like myself, Linda, are a hard copy girl, and I I love to have the hard copies, so the online blogs are great, but to me, I want to have, you know, like you, I want to have this book, I want to touch it, feel it, underline it, so um I just felt like the Lord was saying it's time. And um, you actually inspired me last year. I started a 90 day challenge where I took a group of people like a pilot. It was about a hundred of them through this. And that was super helpful because it really helped me to fine tune it and just get it ready for publishing. So, so so why the subject, why the subject transformation and rest, right? Why do we need a hundred articles on how in the world to be transformed (laughs) and enter into rest? 
Well, they're not articles, they're, they're life lessons. And the reason why I call them life lessons is because they are life lessons that God has taught me and is continuing to teach me through my journey. I started off in definitely in a very broken place, had a very broken childhood, and God kind of reached in, pulled me out of the miry clay, promised me years ago that he was going to give me the new name and make me the restful one. And that's been this journey that I've been on. And then the transformation piece, I think, has been coming along the last few years. And it's just something that was dear to my heart. That's why I called it that. Right. You know, Juliet, so many people are talking about do more, try harder. Uh, you know, it's just it, you keep feeling like you'll never get it all done. And, and this approach is the exact opposite. Right. Right. And uh, so tell me a little bit about like why a butterfly? What do butterflies mean to you personally? There's a beautiful piece of artwork here. What, what does that yes. mean to you? Yes, butterflies represent transformation. And I guess it was about a year and a half ago, I was away on a personal retreat, just spending time with the Lord. And when um, I was out in nature, just watching the beauty of God's creation, I saw mm -hmm. butterflies. And I've loved butterflies since I was a child. So I was high, you know, God was highlighting it. And he spoke very clearly to my spirit. And he said to me, Juliet, you are a butterfly who still believes you're a caterpillar. And it took me back because, you know, I, at that point, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for over four decades. And I'm like, whoa, really? I still, still see myself that way. And he said, yeah, I really want you to see yourself as that new creation in Christ. You know, and so that that's why I put the butterfly on the front cover, because that is a real key time in my journey where I started to see my eyes were open to the reality of how so often we see each other ourselves as caterpillars rather than butterflies in Christ. Right. You know, you've intrigued me with your comment about how the entries in your book are life lessons is it also a devotional? Is it like for the people who uh, get hold of this resource, how do you recommend they use it to the best ad advantage? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's unique because it has 26 chapters that are topical, but then woven within those 26 chap six chapters are 100 life lessons. And each of the life lessons have what at the end, what I call here's the challenge where it challenges them to look at the topic and just kind of ask the Lord some reflective questions. But for those that want to go deeper, each one of the chapters have tons of verses and references according to the topics. So mm -hmm. it can be used as both. You know, uh, one thing I know about you, Juliet, is that you are a licensed Christian counselor and help so many people in your counseling ministry. Do you think, um, did you write this with the heart of a counselor helping the reader or how did that enter into maybe how you put this together? Yes, I'm a certified Christian counselor. I'm not licensed by the state, but I am a licensed minister and I spend a lot of my time in the counseling office and have since about 2010. And I found that a lot of the things that God is teaching me or has taught me are the right. things that he uses like he'll send, like I'll be going through something myself personally, and I'll send out a blog about it or whatever. And then I get these people that come to me and they are right in that same place and really needing someone to kind of mentor them 
through that same topic. And so God has been so faithful to do that. And so, yes, a lot of the things I use when I use in counseling ministry, and I even have some inner healing tools woven in here, um, I do use in the counseling office. Now, what's an example, if, if you could maybe just pick one, what's an example of an inner healing tool that we would encounter um, in the book? And be um, able the to- section on anxiety um, is a good one. That has a little self-assessment for that. Okay. Um, there are some sections in here about how we tend to put up walls around our heart. And those walls usually start to become erected in childhood. And then it's like, by the time we're adults, we don't even realize it because it's kind of in our subconscious, you know, self, you know, defense mechanism, you know, arena. And so there are tools that are kind of in in this book that help you to understand and identify those areas. And um, one of the things that the Lord has helped me with is like, say, if an individual can tell that they kind of have like a wall there emotionally, a lot of times I'll say to them, so if that wall had a voice, what would it be saying? And that really gives a lot of insight. If you get out of your mind and into your heart and you start to really feel that and understand why that wall of protection is there, a lot of times there'll be lies and core beliefs in different areas that the Lord wants to take down in order for those lies to come down and the walls. Because that is if, we so have, if we have those there, it keeps out some of the bad, but it also keeps out a lot of the good. And we, it's hard to experience joy and peace when we have those walls around our hearts. That's so true. Uh, Juliet, do you find in your experience as a counselor and author that uh, perhaps people are struggling even more now in 2020 with more time at home and more time removed from what was comfortable before? Do you think these problems are being uh, magnified because of our current reality? Most definitely. I, I, this, the book refers to that at the very beginning. It's talking about how to set our minds on things above where Christ is sitting, you know, with, at the right hand of God and not to be focused so much on what's going on around us. I think a lot of us are, you know, in this time and season where it's so uncertain, but if we can keep our eyes on the Lord and just say, Jesus, how are you interceding for me? How are you interceding for the world around me? How are you interceding for those that I love? It helps us to keep that faith perspective in the midst of the storm. That is so good, Juliet. You know, I was looking at the table of contents this morning and I noticed that you, uh, let's say I bought this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn to enter into peace. And I'm so excited about all this. And I open it up and I look, chapter one, disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) You just did not beat around the bush, did you? You're like, let's just go to it. Why did you choose with disappointment? Why is it such a big deal? Yeah, I started with that topic, I felt, because that is one of the hindrances that keeps us from moving forward. When we're holding on to disappointment and regret, it causes us to stay chained to the past. And so the Lord showed me clearly once in my life, he said, just focus on the positives you can move forward. And so that's why I started with that. That's so wise. Now, fast forwarding to the end you've got a devotional here, a life lesson, I will call it, as you do. It's the final exhortation. It's number 100. I love that. 
And it's about giving God our all without pretense. Would you just take a few minutes and unpack that? What does that title even mean? We, I read giving God my all and I think, okay, I know what that is. And then my mind starts to wonder when I go without pretense, um, help us understand what this is about. Take us, take your time and just uh, teach it, teach it to us. Well, I start in the chapter, I use the, the uh, passage about the widow and, and two mites and how Jesus commended her for right. um, just that she gave her all. And so many of us, especially people that have broken identities like I did while I was growing up and even into my adult years, we just feel like we don't have a lot to offer. But, you know, Jesus sees just that little bit, you know, that we have that, 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 that yes in our spirit. And so if, if we can start to understand the depths of his love and acceptance for us and really find our identity there, then we can have that courage to, um, you know, give him our all. And then we'll let go of the pretense, which generally is tied to a false identity. And that helps us to have that confidence and that peace that God loves us, um, that he doesn't define us by our weak moments. That, um, I think, was my real turning point in my life when I started to understand that he didn't compare me to others and he didn't define me by my weaknesses. And then I was able to take my eyes off of my weakness because self-condemnation, it's one of the chapters in here. It's, it's a trap of the enemy because what it does is it causes us to focus on ourselves. And anytime we're focused on ourselves, there's this internal world of kind of like just introspection and anxiety because we weren't created to, to keep our eyes on ourselves. We were created to keep our eyes on the Lord. Mm -hmm. So that's what helps us to overcome our pretense. I remember when you, I heard you teach on this a couple of times. It was very moving for me. And um, also I'm remembering that you have a song. I believe you have the words to this song right back here in the uh, entry number 100 about the bride is ready mm -hmm. and has been making herself ready, right? Right. That the, um, the, the author on that is Nathan and I forget his last name. Cane, maybe. Yeah, whatever, if you see it back there, you might want to cite his name. Uh, but yes, that um, particular Nathan um, Parton, um, I love that song. And um, the reason why I put it in the book is because um, it. I was sitting in the prayer room one day and um, in this particular song, it talks about how she is basically, you know, let's go over pretense. And um, that's what started to really open my eyes to that understanding of how we are often so focused on our fault, that false self that we're trying to portray that we just can't relax and just be the beautiful creation that God made us to be. What a perfect way to land uh, this experience. And it, you're right. It's on page 227. For those who will be getting the book, you'll want to you know how that is. We get a book and we read the back and then we look at the end. Hey, don't wait. Read the end and then go back at the beginning and go through the whole thing. But Nathan Partain, your beloved is ready. And these words, uh, I'll just read some of these stanzas. Um, she has saved her whole heart for you, Lord. She has kept her eyes pure for you, Lord. She has waited and waited while her hungers were raging to taste only the love of our Lord. 
She has set her delight in you, Lord. She has stayed all her thoughts on you, Lord. She has stilled her desires, all her tossing and strain. She has put all her hope in you, Lord. You have washed her for the day of her wedding, promised yourself by your spirit abiding. And the earthquakes and wars, Lord, can you hear her singing? Her arms are raised high. She is radiant. She is holy. Your beloved is ready. And I just uh, marvel, Juliet, that you produced this book for such a time as this. When you started, uh, of course, you've been working on it for years through your blog. But then when you set your mind to put it to paper, as you have, you probably had no idea the state of world affairs that we would all find ourselves in right now. And I just think that's just the goodness of the Lord. It's the leadership of the Lord. And I, I feel like there is a strong encouragement right in that uh, observation for our listeners today that if the Lord is moving on you to do something, even if you cannot see the end from the beginning and how the Lord's going to use it, if you have a prompting to go ahead and put your hand to something, well, then go with that and the Lord will unfold it over time. But Juliet, I don't know if you want to add to that. I'm sure it must have not be lost on you that the Lord had you working on this particular work to be available to all of us for such a time as this. Yes. Yeah. The, the timing was, was interesting because um, when I actually started uh, the, the 90 day challenge process of really kind of working it out, it was back in January and right. who, who would have known and a lot of the people that, that did the actual challenge with me online were saying how they felt it was very life-giving for such a time as this. And so I found that comforting to my heart to know, because it's been on my bucket list for a, yeah. quite a while, but, but I did finally sense that go ahead in my spirit. So I do, I do feel it, like it can be helpful during this time for sure. Definitely. Well, I'd love to ask you, Juliet, to just... Um... Lead us in a word of prayer for people that are experiencing anxiety right now and seeking transformation and rest. And I do want to encourage everyone to lay hold of this book. It's on Amazon and we're going to put the link to the book in the post uh, here with this live interview today, as well as a link to, Jul to Juliet's blog. And Juliet, before you pray, I just want to personally thank you for being faithful to the call that God gave you and to putting in the hard work. I know this is not an easy task and uh, you went the distance. And I, I love that about you. You're a woman of determination and hearing the Lord. And when you set out to do it, um, we can be sure the Lord's seen you through it and that it's for such a time as this. And I think this is probably the first of many things uh, in that regard in your life and ministry that we'll all get to see. So I'm glad I have a front row seat. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. So you, pray for us. Yeah. Uh, and before I do, I just want to say thank you to you, Linda. Your friendship is a treasure to me and um, your encouragement. Just I just love who you are. I love all that you do to help inspire people. So thank you very much. Yes, let's pray. Father, we we thank you that you love us more deeply than we can ever understand. And I pray for this viewing audience, Lord, those that you would lead to uh, purchase this book. Lord, I ask that you would um, just open 
the eyes of their heart and help them to clearly see themselves the way that you see them, Lord. I ask that you would tear down the, the strongholds and the lies that would cause them to uh, be trapped in, in old thought patterns of self-hatred or hopeless despair or self-rejection or anxiety. And I ask, Lord, that you would breathe life upon their hearts and help them to come into that place of securely knowing your love, your love that never fails. And so, Father, I just bless everyone here today. I bless Linda. I bless her ministry. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to serve you and to make your name known to others. And we ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Juliet. I really felt the Lord's presence in that prayer. And I know people listening live are being blessed, as well as those who will watch this on our Facebook pages later. And then uh, probably next week, we'll let you know, everyone know when it goes up live on our Charisma podcast as well. We have 70, 75,000 eager listeners there waiting. And so I know it's going to be a huge encouragement. So thank you for spending time with us today and sharing your heart and your work on transformation and rest. We love you, Julian. Thank you. We hope you're loving the Linda Field Show and that these ideas are helping you succeed day by day. We know you're busy and don't always get the resources you need to grow in your development as a spiritual professional. That's why Linda has created True Tribe, a community of learning for men and women who are ready to experience God-made success. You can access helpful classes and put your learning to work by getting started today for just $1. Come on over to truetribe.org join and get what's waiting for you inside True Tribe. See you over at truetribe.org join.